ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋಭುನತ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾ ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಸೋಪಾಧಿಕ ರೂಪ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿತ್ ಉಪಾಧಿ 
of the gross body, then the subtle body, then the causal body, the waker, the dreamer, the sleeper. This is how Prajapati communicated to Indra the nature of self, requiring Indra to do his own homework in terms of the Atma, Anatma, Viveka. Then the Veka is Atma, the Veka is the union of the self and the non-self. And so also is dreamer, and so also is sleeper. In each case, of course, the nature of non-self, the self ever remains the same, but the non-self, the nature of it becomes subtler and subtler. In the Veka, the non-self is, is the gross body, <coughs> characterized by gross body. And of course, subtle and causal bodies go with it. The dreamer is somewhat subtler that the upadhi of gross body is no more there, but that the subtle body is there, which Indra is now after thirty-two years. So first of all, they were required to perform the penance for thirty-two years, even to begin the upadhi. <coughs> because coming from a life of luxury and life of indulgence, you say, you say <coughs> It was no way possible that Prajapati could commence the teaching right away. So first of all they needed a preparation to deserve the instruction of teaching by Prajapati. And therefore the parents for thirty-two years. <coughs> then when that happened, then Prajapati thought that all right now that fit to be taught about the self which was, however, the waker self, the witness of the waking state. What Prajapati, in fact, communicated or instructed was the witness in the waking state. The witness has to be distinguished from what is witnessed. The subject has to be distinguished from the object. <coughs> but that Indra could not do. And so he understood the Atma literally as a waker even worse than that, as a chaya or a reflection. <coughs> but fortunately, he had the punya in his life from the past, and therefore he just did not go, return like Virochana did, with no thinking at all. Indra subjected to his understanding, to the scrutiny of this vichara or thinking as to whether what I have understood about the self, does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. Nahamatra bhogyam pashami. I do not see any benefit in this. So comes back, another thirty-two years, some more purification. Now the dreamer self, meaning the witness of the dreamer self, is communicated, the Atma is communicated as the witness of the dreamer self. Again, Indra could not do this Viveka discrimination. He took the very dreamer as a self. And again, fortunately because of his Purnya Karma, he is again deliberated upon his understanding and discovered this. So, dosha or the defect. And so it's not again, Nahatra Bhogyam Pashyami. I do not see anything, any benefit in this. <coughs> Then again thirty-two years, and then third time Prajapati talked about the witness of the deep sleep self. <coughs>
Then again, Indra only took the the sleeper, the you know, the prajna as the atma, and found the defects, came back. So you can see how the defects are slowly and slowly being washed out in Indra's mind. And Prajapati considers him qualified for subtler and subtler upadesha or teaching. And now, after 101 years of penance, Buddhikashayadi doshaya, one's mind is completely free now from the dosha defects such as kashaya, the impurities of ragadveshas. Atmana swarupam. Now, the true nature of the self. Abhata papmatvadi lakshanam. Lakshanam characterized by abhata papmatvam, being free from all the sins, free from punya and papa. <coughs> Meaning free from the kartratva, the sense of doership. <coughs> Which is thanatra, dosha sammanda raidam. So, so far what Prajapati told was, dosha sammanda saitam, the waker, the dreamer, the deep sleeper. <coughs> They are accompanied with the dosha or the effects on the physical base that comes with the sammandha. So Vika has sammandha, association with the waking state. The dreamer has association with the dream state. The deep sleeper has the association with the deep sleep state, naturally. Although Atma is not associated, the states are the states of the upadhi. It is basically the subtle body, the mind. So you can say that the body, mind, sense organs, that complex of the upadhi, which undergoes the states of waking, dream and deep sleep. And Atma is just a witness, not really connected with the three states. However, if the vivek or discrimination is not there, <coughs> Then when we take the, the waker as the atma, then, so, sthanatra, dosha sammandha. The dosha sammandha is there. Sammandha, the associated dosha, all the limitations or defect of the upadhi are there. When you say the connection with three states, meaning the upadhi. So, therefore, the doshas are found. Every time Indra discovered dosha. First of all, the Chaya Atma, he discovered the dosha. What is it? Well, when this one is decked with ornaments, Atma also is decked with ornaments. His body is well dressed, Atma also is well dressed. Which means that if this body becomes blind, then this also will become blind. If this has running nose, running eyes, then that also will have that. And if this one dies, that also will die. So this is sthana dosha. Call it sthanam, the waking, or upadi. So this understanding was dosha samanda sahida. 
Well, the teaching also, if literally taken, then Atma is taught as though endowed with the dosha law, the defects of the gross body. The predominant upad in the waking state is gross body. And so the gross body becomes blind. It is running nose. It dies. In all this association, so Samanda, all the doshas and the atma also becomes as though associated with these doshas. And therefore, there is no benefit in knowing atma in that manner. Then the second time, the sleeping. So then it is discovered that yes, this atma is free from the doshas of the association with the gross body. True. So, if this gross body dies, yes, this one does not die. This becomes blind, that does not become blind. So, this is the, the Jagrat Avastha Sammandha Dosharahita Atma. I mean, this to the Atma is free from the dosha defects that are coming from the Sammandha association the cross word the waking state. But then still, the dosha is the subtle body remain. That way, the dream state, those doshas remain. Never ganti eva, ganti eva, and so vichyalayati eva, roditi eva, apriveta eva bhavati. So dreamer is subject to all these difficulties. That sometimes they try to kill him, sometimes they chase him, sometimes he experiences very unpleasant things, sometimes he is even weeping. So that is a knowledge of the Atma which is as a result of the connection with the dream state or the subtle body. Unfortunately, Indra could see the defect in this, difficulty in this. The third time, the Atma is taught as connected in the, the deep sleep state or the causal body, where there is a blanket of ignorance. So here Indra could see that this Atma, the deep sleeper, is indeed free from the defects of the waker of the gross body, free from the defects of the dreamer of the subtle body, but still has the defects of the causal body, the blanket of ignorance. This one does not know himself and doesn't know anything else. And as though he ceases to exist. So then, this samanda is still there. And that is the so, deep sleep samanda with the sushupti. <coughs> Another five years makes it 101 years of penance. And now Pradhapati feels that he is totally free from all the defects, meaning that he will not have any aviveka anymore. Formerly Indra kept on joining Atma with gross body, subtle body, causal body, aviveka. So a human being is born with the aviveka or non-discrimination when he lumps together the characteristics of the body with the Atma. So these are 
This is the story of everybody, not only of Indra. Indra was just fortunate to receive this teaching, fortunate to possess the punya karma so that he could see the difficulty in his own understanding. Great punya karma, which make him humble to return to the teacher and surrender to the teacher, submitting before the teacher his own difficulty. Now all of this great punya karma. Because Sharanagata surrender is not an ordinary thing. To submit one's ego or to be able to openly accept one's difficulty. Meaning that one's ignorance, meaning one's limitation. For someone like Indra, who is so highly regarded in the whole world, for Indra to say that I have not understood, and I want to know, that's a great humility. Yes, Sage Narada also demonstrated, so also Indra demonstrated. All this Punya Karma is there. And that enabled him to continue to do the Viveka. So now Prajapati knows that now Murudhi Kashaya, Doshaya, whatever little Kashaya was there is all gone now. Sthanatra, dosha sammandaridam, atma sarupam. The true nature of the atma that is free from the dosha, the defects, coming from sammanda, association of non-discrimination. The abhiveka, or the non-discrimination, or the adhyasa, the superimposition, that habitually takes place on the part of an ignorant person who habitually superimposes the the attributes, the limitations of the gross and the subtle and the causal bodies upon the Atma. So a classic case of how we feel when we superimpose the limitation of gross body, the limitation of subtle body, the limitation of causal body. How do we feel? What kind of notions we entertain? So that was all demonstrated now. Now Prajapati thinks he is ready to understand the true nature of the Self, which divides the sin and old age and death, etc., etc. Bhagavadrit tasmai hovacha to Bhagavan or to Indra would thus perform penance for 101 years. Now Prajapati started teaching him this. <coughs> Evam kira etat indratvadavi gurutaram. Thus this conduct of Indra very clearly indicates that Indra considers that this knowledge is greater than even the state of being Indra. Indratvam, the state of being Indra. Whatever great glory that state brings, that this knowledge is even greater than that. Because Indra demonstrates a great vairagya, that he gives up all those glories and luxuries of being Indra and lives like a brahmachari, like an ascetic, to pursue his knowledge. So even from Indra's own conduct, Indra himself thinks that this knowledge is more valuable than even the 
even all the great things, all the, all the material achievements or all material pleasures that go with the state of Indra, which is like Brahmaloka, you know. Indrenapi Mahatayatnena Ayasena Did not other than Indra gain this knowledge with ayasa, the exertion extending for one hundred and twelve years. Ataha Natafparam Purushatantaram Asti. So this is only Purushatha. So Purushatantaram. Other than this purushatha of the nature of gaining the knowledge, in this case effort, there is no purushatha other than this. Idi atmagnanam stavati. This is how the shruti extols the self-knowledge. <coughs> so now continuing to page 401. Says Narendra Puriyam. In the twelfth line, Asariram Turiyam Atmanam Upadeshtum Shariram Tavan Nindati. Now Prajapati wants to teach about Asariram Atman. Atma the self, that is the word of Sharira. <coughs> the gross Sharira includes there the gross, the subtle, and the causal bodies. All the same. So, sa shariram tavan nindati or shariram tavan nindati. So, prajapati deliberately nindati, senses the shariram, the body. So, this, this ninda also is a, 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 a commonly employed method to cultivate vairagya to turn the mind away from something. So in order to make the mind completely focused upon the self, it must be turned away from everything else. And basically what occupies the mind or what in fact draws the mind away from the self is this habitual identification with the body, which is gross body, subtle body, causal body. As Lord Krishna would say, idam shariram kaundya kshetra mitya vidhiyate etadyo vititam prahu kshetra gnahititad He kaundya, this body made up of gross, subtle, causal, this kshetra. This is object, this is non-self. Either you say that, or do the ninda, so that you will turn away. If there is fascination in the body, which is naturally there, so doing ninda or censuring the body, even condemning the body. In texts like Vivekeshwaramsa, we say how the body is condemned. Not because the body deserves to be condemned, but only then this mind will want to give the association, oh, it's so dirty, so impure, I don't want it. So I, that is how creating disgust in our mind, so that we give up the 
attachment for that. Here in Indayaswadi Viveka, that what you are searching is not this one. What you are searching, Amrutam. Is Amrutam Ahayam Erat Brahmaiti? That what the self is is immortal, is fearless, it is Brahman, limitless. To do the Viveka or discrimination, then the body is painted here as quite opposite of that. So that their minds have nothing to do with this because it is not what I want. <coughs> so when we are looking at how Prajapati communicates is Shariram Tava Nindati. The words of Prajapati can be looked upon as Ninda or censure or condemnation of the Shariram. Or if you look at the Anandagiri, so going to the terminology of Mandukya Karika, Vishvata Yasa Uktao. So Karika Anapadnauto Ishede Vishvata Yasa. This is how Mandukya Karika says. Karika Anapadnauto Ishede Vishvata Yasa. Vishwa and Tejasa are bound by Karya and Karna both. Karna Baddhastu, Pragna Karna Baddhastu, whereas Pragna is only bound by the Karna. The Karna Karya means the gross body. Karana means so both gross and certain body can be called Karya. And the causal body is the Karna. Ignorance is Karna. So the waking and the dream state, the waker and the dreamer are both characterized by identification with the karya and karana. So waker is identified with the gross body and the subtle body and the causal body. So gross and subtle bodies are called karya. Causal body ignorance is called karana. So karya karana but Ishyate Vishwa Tejasau, both Vishwa and Tejasa, the waker and dreamer, but they are bound by the Karya and the Karana, meaning the identification with the gross and the subtle bodies. Pragna Karna Baddhastu, the Pragna, the deep sleeper is only Baddha bound by the Karana and the causal body. Dhoto Turiyena Siddhyata, but neither karya nor karana are there in the turiya, in the true self. <coughs> so, Anandagar here does anuvad of that. Karya karana pariveshtito vishvataiso uktau. So far, Prajapati is talking about vishva and tayasa, the waker and the dreamer. Karya karana pariveshtito. Very wasted though, enveloped by the cause and effect. Meaning, identified with the upadhi, that is the cause and effect. The gross and subtle body and the causal bodies. Karna matra bandhasya prajna. The prajna, the deep sleeper, is only karna matra bandha. Only characterized by the identification, the karna shairam, 
cause of the body is ignorance. Vyakhyata. So, this has already been explained. Sampati asariram turiyam upadeshtum sasharirataam nindadi. Sampati now, asariram turiyam upadeshtum. So now only four someone remains. The waker, the dreamer, the deep sleeper is already communicated. What remains is force of Turiya. Then Adhishthanam. So, Sashariyatam Nindati. Then another person says, Shariyatam Nindati. So, Sashariyatam Nindati. As you can say, the body is condemned. Or the identification of the body is condemned. Poor body does not deserve to be condemned. You said, Nothing in the world deserves to be condemned. It's only a word, wrong association, wrong relationship. That's all. In our life, the problem always is the wrong relationship. The body is the body. It's a beautiful thing. So also is the mind. But I have a... There are all kinds of terms in psychology. So all these kind of... uh, I don't remember those words, but anyway, the... uh, I'll remember. So, the relationship that we have, toxic relationships, you know, so, not healthy relationships, but the toxic relationships, codependence, being identified, too much identification, cannot do without them. So, this is the kind of relationship that, of course, psychologists don't even understand. They talk about the toxic relationship with the family members, with the world, which is also there, but basically, wrong relationship begins with the relation with our own body. That, of course, does not come in their uh, scope because for them, this whole this whole individual is the self, Atman. But so that part Vedanta does not it addresses only kashaya the defects of Indra and the typical sadhaka the, the wrong relationship. Toxic relations with the world. Because of it there is attachment. Because of it there is desire. I want this, I do not want this, this is favorable, this is unfavorable. This is all unhealthy relationship. To brand something favorable and unfavorable, there is nothing to do with that. I'm branding this thing as favorable, that poor thing is what it is. But I superimpose favorableness on that and then condemn it. Or embrace it either way. So I brand something as favorable and want to embrace it. I brand something as unfavorable and then condemn it. So it is my all these unhealthy relationship. Then Vedanta points out the Ragadveshara, the result of the unhealthy relationship again. And we are told the cause. Why does the unhealthy relationship come? Because of unhealthy perception. Looking on them in a wrong way. Looking on myself in a wrong way. So that's where it begins. Unhealthy relation, perception about myself and so forth and so on. So Vedanta includes all of that. Psychology will elaborate, you know. So we will just say Ragadvesha, etc. They will elaborate and then do a very good analysis. Basta Shariratam Nindati. It is Sa Shariratam. 
the state of being embodied, state of being embodied, meaning look upon myself as an embodied being. Who is embodied? One who possesses the body. So looking upon myself as possessing the body, where Atma does not possess the body. Atma has no connection whatever with the body. Looking at myself possessing the body. So it's not the body that deserves to be condemned. Not only the Atma of course deserves to be condemned. It is the wrong relationship of identification. <coughs> because of which I look over myself as Sasharira, as an embodied being and therefore all the limitations and the defects and problems of the body, they all become my problems, my limitations, my defects. So you can, that is also sasharira-dhamindati. Or if you look at the 929, Amud Abhayadarupa Shuddhaili Bhaktum Dupadam Dashayali. Alright. According to this Tikakara, the teacher instructs about the Viveka, the discrimination or separation of Atma from Anatma. Atmani Vinashitvadi Pratidehe. Because all along Indra thought that Atma was Vinashit. About the, the, the chaya atma vadenasya hanyate, that by the body, death of the body, this one also will die. Granthiva, the deep, the dreamer also, he discovered was vinasya. And vinasham apito vinashameva apito bhavati, the deep sleeper also attains the state of not being there, non-existence. So Vinashitvadi. In each case, Indra discovered the Atma that he understood was Vinashi, was mortal. But Vinashitvadi Pratitihi. So the Vinashitvam, the mortality that he saw was Pratiti. That death or mortality does exist someplace. But not where Indra thought it to be. Yes, the body is mortal. The gross body is mortal. The subtle body also you can call Shariram, Shiryamanatva, Shariram. Subtle body also suffers from the, the, the growth and decay and you know all kinds of suffering. So also does it, the causal body, the ignorance, also subject to destruction by knowledge. So it is true. That there is mortality someplace. There is vinasha or destruction in some place. But then to conclude that Atma is mortal is only pratiti. So this is false perception of the self. The self is mortal. So that needs to be changed. You cannot make the body immortal. So you cannot your desire of becoming immortal cannot be satisfied by trying to make the body immortal, which is what human being tries. So if we love immortality, the only way I can become immortal is if I continue my existence forever. And therefore I keep on working on my body to 
to, you know, stretch his existence. Or I leave my name behind myself. So even if I am not there, this sixteenth color, Nama will remain forever. So my name must be written in golden words in history and things like that. So somehow human being wants to be immortal in some way or the other. At least my son gets the same last name or surname as I have. So that way somehow I will persist, I will continue. So that desire for immortality is reflected in several things that we do. But the manner in which we try to become immortal is the wrong manner, is, is futile, is bound to fail. So therefore this desire of becoming immortal can never be satisfied the way we are trying to satisfy. <coughs> and therefore Upanishad teaches us how to satisfy your desire of becoming immortal. That your desire of becoming immortal is a genuine desire. We cannot fault a person for being happy, you want to be happy. And lasting happiness that he wants also cannot be faulted. But then the way you are trying to do is the wrong way. So vinashitvādi pratid aupādhikatvā that vinashitvā the ātmā, the ātmā is mortal was that pratidī, the perception, came because it is upādhi, the body that is mortal. And the mortality of the body is superimposed on the ātmā and I look upon myself as a mortal being. Svata ātmā amruta abhayādhirūpa śuddhāyati vaktum. Hindra, that ātmā in its own, is amruta abhayādhirūpa. Is amrutam abhayam yadud brahmā. So Swayam Atma himself is like this, immortal, fearless, limitless. Hidi Vaktum, in order to communicate this Upadim Dashayati. Therefore now Prajapati in very clear words teaches the Atma Anatma Viveka, the discrimination or separation of Atma from Anatma. <coughs> Maghavan Ityadana. So next passage says, Maghavan Martyamva Idam Shariram Atam Rityuna Tadasya Amtasya Shariyasya Tadasya Amrutasya Ashariyasya Atmanaha Adishthanam Atove very profound statement. See, coming to us before from thousands of years, we talk about it every day, Atmana, Viveka, etc. So this doesn't sound much to us. But the very fundamental truth that Upanishad teaches is not to be found anywhere. So this clear, dusty perception of the self, Bhagavan, 
Matam Vayadam Sairam. Him Bhagavan Indra, you want to be immortal. Understand that Idam Sairam, this body is Martyam, is mortal. Where Sharira includes the gross, subtle and causal, all the three bodies. Why is this said this way? Because in each case, Indra came up with this difficulty. That I find Atma to be mortal. In each case, Indra found the Atma as he understood to be mortal. Therefore, immortality is being taught here. So the teaching proceeds from what Prajapati first declared. Is Amrutam Abhayam Etat Brahma. And so Indra found that no, this is uh, not Amrutam. And so Asyavadena Hanyate, when this body, this fellow also is subject to death. Abhayam, I don't see any fearlessness in this. I don't see any benefit in this. So all along Indra's conclusion was that Atma is subject to death, is mortal. <coughs> so then Prajapati has to teach Indra, what is the reason why you think that Atma is mortal? It's not only enough to say that Atma is immortal, but it's necessary also to tell us why do I think the way I think. If Atma is immortal, how come I think that I am mortal? Why? Perhaps nobody will teach you that. It wakes up Vedanta. That yes, something is mortal. Somewhere the mortality is. But it is not where you think it is. And so, yes, body is mortal, no doubt about that. But then you think Atma is mortal and that's why if, if if Indra understood that body is mortal, he would have no difficulty. But the body is mortal, you think Atma is mortal, therefore it must be very clear where the mortality is. This body, there is mortal. Idam shariram. Idam is this one, that is the object. And Atma is subject. So, this mortal is idam. In fact, whatever is idam is mortal, anyway. But of course, we are not so much concerned about the world because there is no aviveka. With table, chair, I have no problem because I don't identify with them. Idam shariram kaunte kshetram gavidiyate. Lord Krishna says, this sharira is kshetram. In fact, the whole universe is kshetram. But sharira is where I have this difficulty. That I don't know, identify with table and chair, but habitual identify with the body. So, Mahatyam Vayadam Shairam. Then further, Atam Dhutyana. Atam is the past participle of Aap. Of A plus Da. So, A plus Da, the past participle Atam. So, Ada means to take. Da means to give, Ada means to take or grasp. So, Atam, it is taken by, grasped by Mrityana, by death. Meaning this body is mortal, 
and always in the jaws of wrath. <coughs> so Bhāshaka will tell us why this further qualification, that not only it is mortal, it is constantly dying, not only subject to death, the body is constantly dying. But then, what role does this body play in our life? This body plays an extremely important role. Dasya, amutasya, asharirasya, atmana, adhishthanam. Asya, adhishthanam, just eat. The locus of manifestation. Atma, the consciousness, needs a vehicle or something to manifest. Just as electricity needs that filament to manifest itself. Or the motor or the fan to manifest itself. Similarly also, Atma, the consciousness, needs a vehicle or a seat here. This time can be said to be a seat, a locus of manifestation. So that is an important purpose that the body serves. Amrutasya, Asharyasya Atmana, that this body is anātmā, but becomes the adhishthāna, the seat for the ātmā, that is amrutam immortal, asharīra, unembodied. <coughs> of the ātmā, the unembodied, that is immortal for ātmā, such as that, this mortal insignificant body. Look at this. The ātmā, the consciousness, is what? More immortal, limitless, all-pervasive. At all times, all places, all, you know, all, all objects. <coughs> so, our limitless asma such as that, of that atma, this insignificant body becomes the locus of manifestation. So, thus his body serves an extremely important purpose. The body does not contain atma, but the body is the place of the manifestation of the existence of Atman. Otherwise you never have known that Atma is there. So bulb serves a very wonderful purpose of being the locus of manifestation of electricity. Otherwise you never know electricity is there. Wherever Asya Atmana Adhishthanam it is Adhishthana the seat or the locus of manifestation of Atma. What is Atma? Amrutasya, Asharirasya Atmana. So mortal body is the seed of manifestation of immortal Atma. The small limited body is the locus of manifestation of unembodied Atma. Asariram, Sharireshu, Anavasteshu, Avasthitam, Mahantam, Vivum Atmanam, Matva dhirona shojati, says Kathopanishad, asharyanam sharyereshu. So body is important. That asharira, that bodyless unembodied atma, manifests in all these bodies. <coughs> so atma dhishthanam, this atovai sa sharira priya priya mya. Now explaining the difficulties or the problems we have in our life. So where, how does the, how, how do the problems arise in the life? 
Sashirira, the embodied one. Ashirira Atma, the unembodied Atma becomes Sashirira. Ashirira becomes Sashirira. Ashirira, unembodied one by nature, becomes Sashirira, becomes embodied as though, because of ignorance, because of the identification, which is habitual anyway, not that we have created, we have, we have come with it. But Priya Priya Bhyam Atah, this one also is grasped by or held by, covered by, under the jaws of Priya and Priya. The pleasant and unpleasant, we stand for all the Dvandva or the paths of opposites. So, Tullinindastudi and Mitra Shatru, whatever, all the paths of opposites are included. On the Dvandva, moment you identify the body, you are attacked constantly. All these fellows will keep on attacking you constantly. As we, you know, as Akhananji used to tell this, that this man has been traveling in a train and then goes to Swamiji and then says, uh, you, you don't look happy, you seem to be unhappy, what's the matter? Swamiji, this train journey was terrible. What happened? People keep on harassing me, kept on harassing me. Why? I was, uh, you know, I was just occupying my seat and I was lying down on my seat because I had this sleeper bus and these two fellows, they occupied my seat. They, they pushed me and occupied part of the seat. And then what? They kept on bothering me, kept on pinching me. So, where were you sitting? I was sitting on my seat. No, you were sitting in the body. It is a body that can be pinched, body that can be hurt, body that can be attacked. You feel that you are attacked when the body is attacked. So all the time we feel being attacked. Our son used to use the expression ninja, you know, this fellow is a fighter, constant fighter, because he feels, looks upon the world as a very, uh, as a very unsafe place. A hostile atmosphere, he thinks that everything is hostile. It is out to, you know, grab me and get me, and then I have to always protect myself. So even though the world may not be wanting to hurt me, but then I keep superimposing and I think that, you know, I, I don't see the right thing here. I keep on suspecting. And I think I'm pretty smart, Swami, I can understand, you know, by looking at the person, I know what is there in his mind, you know, and whether you know or not, whether you're superimposing, who knows. Person feels threatened all the time because he thinks that the world is hostile, hostile and suffer, always out to protect myself. <clears throat> so person feels I'm always grasped, always held by, covered by, by what? All these different attacks from the world which can be characterized as a priya and a priya. So both are these are nothing. So I am affected constantly. So Dvandva, the Paiso opposite, is always inflicting me all the time. So that is life. Magnam samsaravare though, that's how the Atma becomes magna, becomes drowned 
are submerged in the ocean of samsara. What is samsara? A constant attack by priya and a priya. Not a moment can I be free from that. Any moment I look upon myself as such embodied, that moment right away the priya and priya will attack me. And so mostly that is going on. I am identified something at the gross body with the mind with something or other. Therefore, I always feel constantly being tortured. So this adhyatmika, adhyotika, adhyotika, all kinds of mental suffering is there from the physical body, from the elemental world, from the devatas. So looks upon all of them as nothing but sources of pain. <coughs> so this is the explanation of samsara. Atovai sasharira priya priya The person who looks upon himself embodied is always suffering. Every moment of our identity with the body is characterized as suffering. Navai sari and of course a human being wants to run away from all his suffering. And therefore he will go to Hawaii, he will go someplace or there, he may go to forest, he may go to an ashram, he may go to Hawaii, he may go to five-star hotel. Depending on people go to different places. He may go in his own room, he may go to somewhere, yeah, I go away. Leave me alone. So he goes away, someplace. Goes for vacation, goes into retreat, goes into solitude, and locks himself in his room, or wherever. But unfortunately, wherever he goes, he goes with the idea that I am the embodied self. So, Sasharirasya Sataha, as long as this notion of being embodied is there, na priya priyayo apahati asti, no apahati, no elimination. No distraction of the priya and apriya. You can never escape them. They will get you wherever you are. You can go into any kind of cave and you can escape anywhere. But samsara always will chase us. It is not samsara that chases us, but then we still carry with us this identification with body, with the notion that I am the embodied one. And therefore, you don't require the world. One doesn't require anybody else to become miserable. I'm alone. I'm myself alone to be miserable. Which I, the one who looks upon himself as the embodiment, which is a notion arising from the identification of the body, which is a habitual, you know, but that's what it is. So we have inherited that they think that a mother who is responsible and father is a psychologist who always trace all the problems with mother and father and somebody else. But what can mother and father pour for? They have brought it with me. So samsara have brought with me. In what sense? Sasharirohaṁ. I am the embodied one. That's all. That's the root cause of all suffering as the Upanishad says here. Na priya there is no elimination, no distraction, no escape from the attack of priya and of priya, of the dvandva or of this pairs of opposites. <coughs> then what do we do? Asariram. So the whole thing is told here. The problem as well as solution both are told here. 
अशरीरम वसंतम न प्रिया प्रिय स्पृशत है वेरी प्रोफाउंड पैसेज है एवरीथिंग वॉट लाइफ इज टोल्ड यर द प्रॉब्लम एज वेल एज सोल्यूशन अशरीर वसंतम अशरीर अनएम्बॉडिड न प्रिया प्रिय स्पृशत है दैट प्रिया द्वंद्व दे डो नॉट टच हिम डो नॉट अफेक्ट हिम डो नॉट इन एनी वे इन्फ्लुएंस अफ्लिक्ट हिम द वन हु सेपरेट हिमसेल्फ इन द बॉडी सो दैट इज ऑल द प्रॉब्लम्स आर बॉडी इज नॉट ए प्रॉब्लम ऑल्सो द वर्ल्ड ऑल्सो इज नॉट ए प्रॉब्लम दैट आई एम बॉडी दैट्स अ प्रॉब्लम दैट आई एम द बॉडी दैट्स अ प्रॉब्लम इट इज दैट कॉल इट नोशन और कॉम्प्लेक्स दैट इज अ प्रॉब्लम आई एम द बॉडी एंड देन ऑफकोर्स द होल संसार विल कम विद द बॉडी बिकॉज बॉडी इज ऑल काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स द बॉडी इज बर्थ एंड बॉडी इज डेथ एंड हंगर एंड थर्स्ट एंड ही कॉफ एंड कोल्ड एंड वॉट आर इट सो व्याधि ज्वर इज व्याधि ऑल काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स आर देन ऑफकोर्स माइंड इज मच मोर देन इवन द ग्रॉस बॉडी and harsha so and joka and akama and krodha and all stuff i am consuming attack by that and of course ignorance of the potential in there but the asharya but the one then who discovers himself to be or who separates himself from the sharira not in a physical manner only by the knowledge by the viveka drupdrishya viveka simple thing that i am the drashta the subject this is object of course then that subject is different from object but object is not separate from subject that second part also we have to recognize that is b is equal to a that a is not equal to b b is equal to a a is not equal to b so that's the relation between sharira b is equal to a is not equal to b so sharira is not separate from the atma atma is separate from the sharira that that also is sometimes not understood so only one part of the equation i am not the body is not enough if i am not the body then again there is there is there is this duality that body st- i stand apart from body and body stands apart from me then then we are looking when we are accepting two realities i am separate from the body a body is not separate from me this ko asharir hai so unembodied one knows this way that there is no conflict with the body i am not the body and body is not i then every time body comes i am uncomfortable so when body is not i why are you here i don't want you i am not the body but the body is not separate from me then i have no problem with the body okay so therefore that the equation of the body must be very properly understood the asharirum vasantam so thus one knows himself unembodied transcending the body in spite of the body being there i am unembodied i am there not because the body is so today i am because the body is i exist because the body exists the body ceases to exist i also cease to exist now this is my notion right now to discover that i exist on my own it is not in a swami's words 
It is not that I am there because of body, because it is the body is there because I am there. <coughs> Just turn around the equation. The body is there because I am is a different equation from I am there because the body is. Then the body has a different status. If my existence is because of the existence of the body, then the body is a different, then the body becomes all important. And therefore, all the time, fattening the body and all kinds, that becomes my, uh, you know, the only occupation in life. Because my existence is due to the existence of the body. But that body exists because of I. Right away, I am separate. I am free. So this one is bondage. The I am there because of body. And the body is because I am is the freedom. So there is no real bondage there where the freedom is only freedom from this notion. That's all it is. The wrong notion, the complex is the wrong perception. So Asharirva Santam Napriya Priyata says that's called moksha. What is moksha? Napriya Priyas Prashadaha. The Priya and Apriya, the pleasant and unpleasant, they do not touch him, do not affect him, do not afflict him. <coughs> Meaning that this one now, this wise person becomes free from all the pain. So, cessation of all the dukkha is what is described here. And so, understood that is automatically is accompanied with the attainment of the sukha. So, but then this Atyantika Dukha Nivrutti is being told. Then Sukha also be told later on. Late passages will describe how the wise person enjoys this, that, you know, whatever. But here this passage says in so many words, Na Priya Priya Sprashataha. He is no more affected by the Priya and Priya. Meaning that he becomes free from <coughs> the unhappiness <coughs> once and for all. So cessation of unhappiness, cessation of sadness, dukkha, atindika dukkha nivrati. So cessation of dukkha or unhappiness once and for all, cessation of sorrow. <coughs> but then the second part of the equation automatically follows. In as much as is sorrow that obstructs my experience of happiness, when the obstruction is not there, and the wise person also abides in happiness. <coughs> so bondage and liberation, both of them are described in this passage. Okay. <coughs> Om Purnamadav Purnamilam Purnat Purnamurachyade Purnasya Purnamadavya Purnamevavasyashyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Unah Punah Ishvaro Guru Rahatmeri Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavadvyatadehaya Taye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om